It's time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Get ready to fill your ears with the latest news, politics, current events, and whatever else we feel like talking about this week. And now, your hosts, Ron and Brian. All right, good evening. It is Sunday night. It's 8 o'clock. It is time for episode 216 of the Ron and Brian podcast. Uh, I'm Ron, as always, joined by the dashing gentleman to my left, Brian. Brian, how the hell are you this Sunday night? I'm in a great mood right now, Ron, and I'll tell you why. All right. Inside this cup is one of my favorite beverages, and that is a cup of hot tea. Mm. Um, One of the things that I enjoy doing um, all year round is putting together just, you know, boiling water, seeping some dried um, tea leaves into it, and just letting it scald the back of my throat as it slides down. It's just, you know, it, it just warms me up. All right. And you need that on the, a nice, cool uh, July evening. We are back live again this sun, this Sunday night after a, a best of show, uh, which uh, got great reviews. I had yeah, one yeah. person say it was uh, it was nice because it was like listening to you without having to listen to you. And I feel like that's a compliment of some sort. Maybe not. Well, Maybe, our our numbers were through the roof. I mean, downloads were, uh, I mean, uh, five digits. I mean, people were really pulling down the episode. I think there was, you know, it, it, it made me feel positive and negative in the same way. And you know, that's just the way my brain works. Sure. You know, I think, I, I think good and I immediately have to think negative. It's just the way. It, so my first thought was like, oh my gosh, the people love it. The people love the best of episodes. And then immediately my brain went to, is it because we weren't live? Is it because we were not broadcasting? Is it because people knew that they were getting the best of? I guess the question is, do we even bother doing new content anymore? Or do we just each week uh, play old material? Ron, we've done 215 episodes. I think at this point, we have enough content to literally just do best best of episodes for the rest of our careers. Let's just, let's just call it what we're really doing. I mean, let's just phone it in. I mean, we've been doing <laughs> it so far. Let's just, let's just you know, you know pull the, 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 the layer off. Let the scab show and people realize there's no effort that gets put into this. No. There you go. Well, let's uh, let's mail it in uh, and start it off with drink of the drink week. of the week. Drink of the week. Drink of the week. Drink of the week. Drink of the week. All right, Brian, what, uh, besides hot tea, of course, what are you drinking this week? Ooh, a nice nice beverage. We're not drinking beer this week. We are doing a good old fashioned rum and Coke, a Cuba Libre, as they like to call it. I've got some fine Bacardi clear rum with some Coke. Coca-Cola. <laughs> Take a sip. Is that uh, full strength Coke? Not none of that Diet Coke nonsense. It's Diet Pepsi. I am going to be drunk by the end of the night. Woo! I am looking forward to it, my friend. I may I may show my genitals during um, After Dark. For those people that have not already joined our Patreon, go to RonandBrianPodcast.com. Go to our, is it Ron and Brian or just Ron Brian? 
Ron and Brian podcast. Ron and Brian podcast.com. Click the link in the upper right hand corner. Go to Patreon where it will take you. Sign up for a bronze or level, which is only $10 a month. It helps support the show, offset some of the costs. But most importantly, what it gives you is access to our extra content. We do a half an hour minimum once a week, right after this show. For those at the bronze or higher level, you get a link that I'm going to be sending out in the next 84 minutes. And it will give you the ability to stream live the type of stories and content that we cannot put out on Facebook. We cannot put out on YouTube. We could put up on Switch, but Twitch? Twitch, mm, there you go. Yeah. Do I get to do I was, I get to drink something tonight at some point? Or I'm just, I don't want to interrupt you. I know you're probably uh, already a few drinks in, but I'm just saying uh, you seem to be hogging drink of the week so far. Hey, Ron, I have a question for you. Yes, sir. Yes. What would that be? Are you drinking? So I went in a little different direction this week, Brian. Um, I don't think I have brought a hard cider to the table before, but that is what I decided to do because I saw this on the uh, on the shelf when I was out at the store today and couldn't resist. This is Bold Rock Hard Cider. This is their seasonal watermelon flavor. So it is a, a mix of watermelon and Blue Ridge apples. This comes from, uh, they're based in Virginia and North Carolina, um, 4.7%. Uh, look at that coloring. I'm, I'm a sucker mm, for anything watermelon flavored. Yes, of course. We know that. Beer, a watermelon know that. cocktail, a watermelon popsicle, uh, and, and you know, I'm, I'm down with it. So we're going to check and see how this Bold Rock watermelon apple cider is. So what's great, and I, I, while you're taking a sip of that, Ron is is sharing the same beverage that most 16-year-old white suburban girls are drinking all summer long to get their buzz. Ron is joining them as a man in his late 40s, is <laughs> also having the same beverage as most 16-year-old white girls. Ron, talk to me. How is it? I can see why they like this, because it's delicious. Um, not overly carbonated, uh, very forward flavor with the watermelon and then the crisp taste of apples following it up. Now I have a question. Did you come across this? Um, did you come across this beverage while uh, scrolling through TikTok? I, I know not. that I know that you're on the um, K-pop uh, TikTok. I know that you are all about um, uh, all the different, you know, teenage uh, TikToks that are out there. Um, ripped jeans, um, uh, Harry Styles. I literally you, you got I, two. Very nice. I'm so old that I literally have nothing to do, to, nothing in that I can even come up with. That I was uh, I was perusing the beer aisle at uh, at my grocery store uh, earlier today, and it just happened to jump out at me. It was right next to uh, the watermelon beers, and I was like, you know what? I've done the watermelon beers. Let's do a watermelon apple cider. And frankly, I'm happy that I did. Now, was this before or after two teenage girls asked you if you could buy them a six pack for well, for them and meet them in the parking lot? I did uh, give them the five of the six bottles, and then I just kept this bottle uh, for tonight's show. All righty, there you go. That makes sense to me. All right, well, well let's done. not let's not uh, hold off on things, Brian. I know we are both very agitated from oh. that week, so uh, let's get into it with beef of the week. Ron and Brian's Beef of the Week. 
Brian, what's bothering you this week? <clears throat> At first, I was going to say it was the Palestinians. No, not my beef. They are not my beef of the week. <laughs> okay. My beef of the week is the aviation industry and the um, uh, uh, standard of customer service that they have sunk to while still charging outrageous prices. Now, um, as friends of the show, people who listen diligently are aware. Ron and I were out in Vegas this past weekend, um, which required both of us to take flights from our respective towns. You flew out of Philadelphia. I flew out of New York. um, And we flew to Las Vegas. And um, I had the worst experience flying back and forth. Really? Tell me about it. All right. First off, I, you know, I am a loyal, loyal American Airlines um, uh, uh, member. I am part of their rewards club. Um, I have over 148,000 miles built up on my American Express credit card. I have, I literally fly then and only fly American Airlines. Well, the lies have started. Um <laughs> So uh, first off, so I get to the airlines and now I'm flying Delta, apparently. And I didn't know that this was something that was even possible. They sold my ticket to another airlines. Really? This wasn't just, oh, by the way, you know, like this flight is booked, but we can put you on a different flight. This was you walk into American Airlines, the app to be like, where's my flight? Right. And they're like, oh, you're on Delta flight number 582. It seems very so, uh, not nice of them. Right off the bat, Delta, <clears throat> garbage. It, Delta is an airline for garbage people. But I will say this. It, it was smooth breezing through the um, security desk. Um, I am TSA pre-checked because I've earned it. Yeah. You know, you spoil yourself. Um, then, uh, uh, we landed Vegas. It was just, it was off putting that I was not flying the airline that recognizes me as elite. Now on the way back, this is this is where it gets really outrageous. So now I'm, I'm on to the airline industry. I'm on to the tactics. I log on two days in advance of my return trip and I see, oh no, 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 no. I am not going to be on American airlines. I am now on JetBlue. <laughs> okay. They, they may as well have put me on Frontier or Spirit. JetBlue is the airline for poor people. So my air, my uh, the return flight leaves at 8.35, landing at JFK at 5 o'clock in the morning, which gives me just enough time to run home, shower, D-A, pits, then go to work. Sure, I'm going to sleep on the. I, I'm on the red eye, so I'm going to sleep on the plane. I know I'm not going to be comfortable, but at least I will not be late for work. Right. So I get to, I get to the airline. The ticket that they hand me says uh, I'm flying from gate D one. The D. I'm on. I'm on flight. I'm at a gate D one at eight thirty five. As I'm walking, I just I pass through security and I look up at the screen. And now my flight is at 10.35. Okay. So that, now no you're longer, upset. Because now you I, I, I am no longer going to be uh, uh, 
on time to work. Now I'm going to be late. I walk to the gate and the gate already now says that I'm at a different gate. Now I'm at gate D38. I go to gate D38 and there's a sign that says my flight is at 1135. Mm. Now I'm calling JetBlue. I am furious. They are getting rage. 11.35 suddenly becomes 12.05. Now I call American Airlines and I give them a piece of my mind. As you should, because they're the one that sold your tickets in the first place. And you know what they tell me? You're shit out of luck. Oh, no, 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 no. You have to call JetBlue because your ticket is with them. So if you if you have a problem with your return flight, you need to talk to JetBlue. Pulled some strings, um, handed out a couple podcast stickers, let people know who I was, and I was able to um, get on an earlier flight that left at 11. And got you home at what time? Got me home at around 7 o'clock, ran home, ran in the shower, pits DA, out business clothes, subway, work, late. No, unacceptable airline industry. I mean, it, it could not have gotten any worse. I mean, literally, I felt like the whole contrary, Brian. What? I think I can one up how worse it could have been for you. Because what? surprisingly enough, my beef this week is also with the airline industry, also with American Airlines, because as you mentioned, we were flying out on Thursday night to uh, start a long weekend to celebrate your birthday. Flight initially at 7 p.m. Before we even uh, leave for the airport, uh, flight gets delayed till 8 p.m. That's fine. It's before we left for the airport, at least. So we get to the airport, have a little dinner. Um, it's getting around time to board. So we close out our check. Literally, the moment we close out our check, it is delayed from 8 o'clock to 9.45. We're like, well, okay. all right. But at least we're still going to get there tonight. So Reopen the check. Reopen the check. Let's have a couple more drinks. So we get a couple more drinks. Um, now we're seeing, oh, 9.45 becomes 10.15, 10.15 becomes 10.45. We're like, you know what? We can't keep drinking. Let's let's go sit at the uh, the gate and, and pray that we're going to get out of here tonight. Sure. So we go down to the gate. We're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. 10.45 comes around. They're like, <clears throat> we're still trying to find some crew members for this flight, but we are going to, uh, we're going to board everybody. Sure. So that way when the crew members get here, we can just take off and go to Las Vegas. Makes so sense. 11 o'clock, everybody's on the plane. We're waiting for these crew members. And we're waiting. And we're waiting. On the plane for an hour, at midnight, they're like, well, the pilots that we were waiting for, they're not answering their phones anymore. So we are now going to have to cancel this flight. So midnight, canceling our flight. The system's just going to rebook you wherever. Sure. So we try and get like uh, we try and get a hotel voucher because we took an Uber down, spent like eighty bucks on an Uber. Didn't want to have to go all the way back home. They're like, "Oh, well, this is your origination city, so we're not going to give you a hotel room." Like, are you going to reimburse us for the cost of going back and forth? Well, you'll have to, you know, you'll have to deal with the refunds website. So yeah, so we get rebooked the next day on a connecting flight through Chicago, not even direct anymore, connecting flight. 1230, we're, we're, we're getting ready to board again. So now we're like, now it's going to be delayed again. And the, sure. the, the, the employees at the gate are like, so we've got a delay, 
but we have no idea when you're going to take off from Philadelphia. Like not even a clue. So now we have to worry about making the connection. And then somehow they went from not having a clue to saying, all right, it's going to take off at 145. And then thankfully our connecting flight was also delayed. Not a big shock there. So we finally managed to get to uh, what time do we get into Vegas on Friday night? Uh, you got in, I would say it was close. I mean, local time was probably about six, seven o'clock. Yeah. So we got in around mm-hmm. seven o'clock. Still had to pay for uh, the hotel room for Thursday night because when you cancel at midnight that same day, they're still going to charge you. But sure. yeah, so we were supposed to be in at nine o'clock on Thursday night. Finally got in at seven o'clock on Friday night um, and just, uh, just an inauspicious start uh, to a very special weekend. Yes. However, um, do you want to discuss the wardrobe you rolled up with? So, um, and and some of you have seen this. Um, if you follow us on Instagram or on uh, on Facebook, um, in order to properly celebrate Brian's birthday, uh, we had special Brian fiftieth birthday uh, weekend uh, t-shirts made up. We took Brian's head. Uh, we superimposed it on the uh, the creepy old guy from Family Guy and printed T-shirts up. Um, we're going to be rolling out. If you want T-shirts of your own, we're going to be rolling them out and making them available for sale. Uh, but I thought, you know, we, we well, you tell me, Brian, because you were waiting for us in the lobby of the hotel as we arrived from the airport. Walk us through the realization when you when you finally figured out what it was we were all wearing. Um, as, uh, first off, I'm, I, I, I'm not even going to pretend to hide my love for you, you and your wife. Um, I was so eager for the two of you to arrive. I was excited. Um, I was just, I, all I wanted and I was craving was to be able to look deeply into your eyes, look to my, look to my left, look down a little bit and gaze deeper into your wife. Hey now. And then all I noticed, I noticed that that you were all wearing white T-shirts. And I thought to myself, hmm, a little strange, a little odd. Brian's not really a white T-shirt guy. Not I mean, he'll, he'll rock a, a green, a blue, a salmon. I believe, dark gray. I believe I've seen dark gray. Um, not a white. Suddenly, as you approach, I suddenly see matching T-shirts. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. And then I see my face attached to a man holding a walker. And I realize that this is an old joke. As I enter my 50s, that's correct, people. 50s. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to you as as you turn. No, cheers to you, Ron. I'm going to say this to you. The 50s have been, you know, the best decade of my life. Good. Um, So filled with... with, um, Great meals and great friends and um, and tears of joy, tears of happiness, tears of sadness, tears of confusion when I was getting pegged. Um, just, all, just so many different emotions that I have felt so far over the past week. But most importantly is the joy that I am spending this Sunday night live with you. There you go. We did have a – I mean, it was a good time. It was hot. Great time. Vegas. 110 degrees uh, every single day. Um, but it's a dry heat. It's a dry, dry heat. heat. It's a very, it's an incredibly hot, dry heat. But 
uh, had some pool time. You know, you uh, you were nice enough to rent the cabana the one on your birthday, and we just literally sat in the pool and drank beers and seltzers for roughly, I think, six straight hours. Mm-hmm. Roughly, I may be I may be incorrect in that timing, but I feel that sounds about right. Even, I mean, to the point that not all of our um, dinner party were, were was able to join us. Not at made the lovely reservation. At the lovely Golden Steer Steakhouse. People, mm. if you are ever in Vegas, if you want old school Vegas, if you want the vibe that has existed for the past 60 years, get the fuck off the strip. Yeah, yes, Janelle. Hold on. Yes, Janelle. I did have Ryan my shirt off. Had your shirt off. It was uh, just to prove it. I don't know if you can see, but look, my shoulders are. Look how can you wow, see how red so this sunburned. is? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now <laughs> it's like prickly red. There's little prickly reds on there. Um, but uh, uh, Golden Steer, get off the strip. Go actually see where 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 the Rat Pack dined, where John Wayne would eat when he was in Vegas. The Golden Steer. Table side Caesar salad dressing. Delicious. Delicious. Oh, so good. You went with the prime rib. Not and this is where this is how I know that Ron has um truly evolved as a human being. Because there were three different sizes of their prime rib cuts. Now, the Ron I know would have gone for the largest. And literally not given up until he had finished it. What was the largest size they the had? The largest was the uh, 24 ounce. And that was the diamond cut, correct? That was the diamond cut. And Ron, and Vegas Ron, excuse me, Vegas Ron <laughs> did not go for the diamond cut. Ron, how many ounces did you go? I went with the king cut, which is 18 ounces. Yes. And and you showed restraint in not eating it. By the way, Ali M, great comment there. Different kind of beef of the week, and that she was that was a delicious prime rib. Top three prime ribs I've I've had in my life. I truly enjoyed the meal to be surrounded by people I love, um, and uh, and and those that didn't make it, um, well, shame on them. You know, people that, who had the uh, opportunity. But that's you know, neither here nor there. People, listen. Some people can hang uh, when you're in Vegas. Some people yeah. cannot hang. Is what we. Some people out. can't hang day drinking by the pool in the um, pool. Some people Saturday. can't hang. Some people can't handle the cabana life. <laughs> Let's talk about Saturday night. Uh, going to the Mirage to see Daniel Tosh do stand up. Yes. yes. Um, I gotta say, I mean, I've, I've always been a Daniel Tosh fan. I would yep. say that is probably one of the best stand up sets that I have seen live Same. ever. Yeah. That he did that night. Um, I'm going to yeah yeah. Uh, first off, um, one of the few times I've seen a headliner in a uh, in a large venue where the opener made me consistently laugh throughout the yeah. set. Normally, the opener is there to just kind of warm people up and get them into a state where they're chuckling. Maybe a ha-ha. But like um, solid opener. I want to say Eric Gosling – could be. I know it was, was the, uh, one of the writers for Tosh.0. I think it, it was Eric Gosling. I could be wrong. But then Tosh comes out, literally slayed for an hour um, in, 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 in classic Daniel Tosh uh, mode, um, insulting the audience for a majority of it, basically spending his, the, his entire set talking about how he hates people. And that's how you know when you are genuinely funny, when you are an entertainer at your peak, that you can sit there 
and insult the audience to their face and receive um, a standing ovation when you walk off uh, at the end of your set. Um, yeah. Just, just solid, um, a, a solid hour. It's uh, you know, I don't know how many times he's he's performed this hour, but it was you know post pandemic. Um, you know, there was some pandemic material, but it wasn't all. It was a lot about you know um, who you know his uh, progression as an adult over the last few years. Um, just so solid. Um, and don't forget, and 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 don't uh, uh, forget that you need to mention that we were in the Lincoln box. We were. We uh, we reserved again. Uh, bought these tickets deep in the Omicron phase of yep. uh, COVID. So we had a uh, we had the, an orchestra box that allowed us to remain separate uh, from the general unwashed public. Yes, but the best way to see a show. The, the chairs moved around. We could lean back. We could put our feet up. We had some uh, some side tables for our drinks. Uh, just, mm -hmm. again, uh, the best way to do it. I'm personally spoiled. I don't know that I'll ever be able to sit amongst uh, the general public again for a comedy show. Oh, it was, it was, it was, we had our own box. I mean, that was what, by the way, it was Eddie Gosling. I looked it up. Eddie. Here's a little note, just to give you an idea of how, how good Eddie Gosling is is that um, in 2007, in an effort to take names back from the porn industry, he purchased Big Pole Light, no, excuse me, Big Pole Tight Hole, which is the name of his website. <laughs> Smart. Big Pole Branded. Tight Hole. We were, we, were, we were a little late for that one, um, but really just a great show. Overall, it was a really fun trip. This was the first time that I had flown um, during the pandemic, um, traveled really out of state, you know, uh, significantly. And the one thing that I can genuinely, um, uh, you know, reiterate, and this is something you and I have announced multiple times, but it was nice to see the rest of America following, is that the pandemic is over. Yes, without oh, that. There, I don't. I believe I saw about two masks in all of Las Vegas. I mean, there is absolutely zero fear that there is COVID going on, that there is um, a disease that is killing people. Um, and um, at the same time, uh, everybody walked away healthy, um, Listen, despite, I, I, despite I the best on, efforts of the Jardies. I was on multiple flights, um, you know, obviously in hotels, uh, walking through casinos, restaurants, uh, shops, clubs. And I've, I've tested, I tested negative in Las Vegas. I've tested negative uh, a couple of times back here getting home. Um, why are you testing? Just how, hold on, no, no, no. This point. you said multiple times. How many times do you have you tested twice? Honestly, twice since I got back. Why are you testing? I don't understand. Just, you feel fine, right? I feel fine. I just want to be able fully to vaccinated. I want to be able to brag and say, COVID ain't got shit on me. But don't you realize that you're, you've reached the point of the pandemic where not having COVID makes you the questionable uh, uh, character? It's like, Maybe what like is that. wrong with you that you Maybe haven't had COVID? I like that. Good point by Billy. I'm immune. Uh, Brian still needs to get BA4 and BA5 uh, to complete his COVID bingo card. I believe, if I'm not correct, that I've tested positive three times. At least. Yeah. Yeah. At least. Uh, and that's that's for somebody that's not even really testing very often. Like, I didn't even test when I went to Vegas. I didn't test in Vegas. I didn't test when I came back. I'm stunned that you would even bother testing. 
So uh, speaking of heat, Brian, let's uh, let's let's move on. Let's get to some of the. Are we talking we about the heat that's going on in my ball area right now? Well, because not, it's just I, I want to talk about mess with this air conditioner. I just had a story come across my screen here that I'm going to share, um, sure. and it's about the heat. It is. Uh, it, it's it's really a restaurant that is mm. is is catching heat now. Uh, sure. Because it's a it's a restaurant in Tiverton, Rhode Island, uh, the Atlantic Sports and Bar. Uh, they uh, they put up a social media post on uh, on Friday, and Brian, you're you're kind of a social media maven. Sure, are there certain subjects you feel you should stick away from uh, posting on uh, social media? Yeah, of course. Okay, first well, off, well. I'm, I'm. I don't want. I don't want to interrupt you, but because I, I have to get this picture up because it's get it, get it, get it. They posted a picture of Anne Frank. No, no. With the uh, with with the verbiage, it's hotter than an oven out there, and I should know. Oh my God! So, Mulus uh, and that say, is the Atlant- Atlantic Sports Bar and Restaurant. Where are they located? In, in Tiverton, Rhode Island. Um, obviously, wow. uh, catching a, a lot of flack, um, they eventually deleted it. I mean, not after, uh, obviously. Yeah, but who are, excuse me, screenshot. who are the fucking assholes that, 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 that hit the smiley face? <laughs> That's a good like, question. If you look in the lower left-hand corner, I see several laughing faces. Well, no, I think um, it's the, it's the angry face and it's the, cr- the like, and face, then, but there's but the definitely some, some likes there. No, no, no. There's some likes, but the third emoji is the teary because they're laughing. They're crying. No, no, that's the sad one. That's what you click when you're sad. So apparently, local media spoke to the bar and uh, who said that the employee that posted the meme was unaware that the person in the photo was Anne Frank. But I would question that because the the meme makes no sense whatsoever unless you know the context of the person in the sure. photo. Sure. Did she die by oven? Do we know that? Um, I, She died during, I mean, she was sent to a concentration camp after her right. family were, were discovered hiding in the attic. I don't know, you know, I, again, I, I, and shame on me, I don't really, you know, know history as well as I should. She died um, of typhus. Typhoid? Typhus? Typhoid typhus? makes sense. Typhus? But I, it's rare that I can still be shocked by how ignorant some people are. But I think I know, this, yes. this is a uh, this is an example of that. Well, look, even 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 friend of the show Janelle thinks that that's funny. <laughs> that is uh, wow. So disappointed. Very disappointed. So disappointed. Also, Very look, Janelle. Janelle wanted to be invited to that restaurant. She, she did wanted. Well, she wanted to go to the Atlantic Sports Bar and Restaurant. Janelle, once again, um, shame on you. Listen, shame I, I think if on she if you. she wants to uh, drive out to Rhode Island, I guess she can. Uh, so yeah, so keep an eye out for uh, their next apology. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's coming. Uh, what else do we have here this week, Brian? We've got a ton of stories. Um, I think we have to start with the um, uh, and you know me, I love my weird news. But if we can start with something with 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 a topic that we've been dwelling on for months. And I don't want to spend too much time on it. But the January 6th committee hearings in Congress this week, I really feel 
ratcheted up their um, their um, discovery of what was going on in the White House, what was going on in the world of our president on January 6th during the three hours that our capital was besieged by patriots. So uh, as they released, uh, one of the big things this past week was video actually from January 7th uh, outtakes of uh, President Trump's video that he uh, he shot that day condemning the actions of, of the mob that attacked the Capitol on January 6th. Um, some of uh, the more hilarious content, um, I would say if, if I had to rank it in terms of hilarity, uh, the video of Josh Howley um, running away from the mob. Yep number one uh but this uh this these trump outtakes that we're going to play for you right now a solid number two in by addressing the heinous attack yesterday and to those who broke the law you will pay you do not represent our movement you do not represent our country and if you broke the law you can't say that i'm not gonna you i already said you will pay the demonstrators who infiltrated the capitol have defied the seat of dust. It's defiled, right? See, I can't see it very well. Okay, I'll, I'll do this. I'm going to do this. Let's go. But this election is now over. Congress has certified the results. I don't want to say the election's over. I just want to say Congress has certified the results without saying the election's over. Okay? Okay. Okay. Now Congress. Yeah. Right. Now Congress. I didn't say over. So let, let me see. Don't go to the paragraph before. Okay? Okay. I'd like to begin by addressing the heinous attack yesterday. Yesterday is a hard word for me. Yesterday. Yesterday. Ah, Take the word yesterday because it doesn't work with the heinous attack on our country. Say on our country. Want to say that? No, no, no. My only goal was to ensure the integrity of the vote. Ensure. Ensure. My only goal was to ensure the integrity of the vote. I mean, how, how many hours do you feel that entire video took? I'm going to say that he took two hours to film that video. That's a, that's a fair bet. Yesterday, the hang. Yesterday's, yesterday's a hard word for me. Yesterday's a hard word for me. Take that. <laughs> Defy. De, yeah, I, 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 I can't see. Uh, I mean, literally, I, what what I feel like what uh, what what that accomplished. When, first off, God, thank you for whomever handed that videotape over and whoever <laughs> did not think of deleting it while um uh, before putting it out. Um, there you go. Hold on. Really, just put it up there. It took over one hour for three minutes of content. Oddly go. similar to Ron and I. Like you guys think we're doing this show live. <laughs> this is not live. We felt we we actually recorded this show um, last night. And what did it take us? Uh, I think our record is about eight and a half hours to do yeah. a one hour show. Right. Um, yeah. No. I mean, it's. I mean, you know, my stuttering problem just suddenly, like you know, um, Ron. I mean, so much editing that uh, our producer Matt does. It's it, it, it's amazing what he does. Um, it's it's, it's just, the reason he falls off the wagon every other week. 
And at the same time, it's why we keep them. You know, everyone says, listen, Matt's terrible. You got to get rid of Matt. No, we, there's a reason why we keep Matt. It's yep. the, Matt makes Ron and I look good. Imagine if this show, if we didn't have Matt, I couldn't even think of it. Um, but it's just, it's, it's the idea of just, um, you know, and, and I, I think this is really just another example of the mirror to hold up to America where it's, you know, the people that do not like Donald Trump are looking at this and saying, here is our evidence. Here is the proof. Here is exactly once you once you, you know, you peel back the, the green curtain and see the man that's hiding. He's not the great Oz. Um, he actually is just an insecure, you know, illiterate man who um, is all about, you know, all about just, you know, spewing lies and, and representing himself uh, incorrectly. While the Trump um, lovers are, are going to look at the exact same tape and be completely unaffected by it and simply just sit there and say, this was two years ago. Why are we still harboring on? It's time to move forward. Joe Biden and my gas, you know, gasoline. And, I didn't, and it's just once again, um, you're going to take away what you already, what your your preconceived notion of um, what took place that day and after is going to be. People like you and I, you know, listen, we're we're liberal elitists from the coast. There's no denying that, right? You know, um, whereas the people in the flyover country, um, the deplorables, as Hillary said, where was Hillary? Did she say deplorables? Was that the word? Basket of deplorables. Yes. Wow, I got it right. Um, but it's just the idea that, you know, it's not going I don't I'm I challenge to find somebody whose opinion of January 6th of Donald Trump um was changed by these hearings. Not many, I would say. No, not many. No, no. I think a lot of people are um uh walked away with exactly what they already thought. Now, Donald Trump uh, may not like the word yesterday, uh, but I feel he's a man that would like this next item. Uh, it is a Velveeta martini um, that they are <laughs> that they are now doing in conjunction uh, with the BLT uh, restaurant group uh, with some of their locations uh, of their steakhouse. So this is a. Um, it's a cheese-infused vodka. It is uh, Velveeta stuffed olives and large Velveeta shells. What's the liquor? What, what is the actual drink? It's it's a it's, so it's a cheese-infused vodka to make this martini. All right, John. All right, let's let's talk for real, Ron. <laughs> cheese-infused vodka, correct? With whatever also. Go, I I don't even know what a martini is. I think what is it? Um, vermouth with uh, vermouth, yeah. I just dumped out a bottle of vermouth. Um, first off, this is disgusting. Just fucking disgusting. <laughs> However, as one thing you and I have already established multiple times over the history of our show is um, there's a price for everything. There humans, is. There is a price where humans will do things that they wouldn't normally do. Now, let's play a game called How Much Will It Cost? Ron, Somebody approaches you. You're 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 in um, uh, Station Town or whatever the fuck it is up in uh, Philadelphia where you like to go every week. Morgantown is that it? Sure. All right. So you're in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. You're 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 staying in your hotel. You are checked in 
You have spoken to the wife. You have already said to her, love you, babe. Um, have a good night. I'm going to go downstairs and get myself something to eat at the bar. You, you, you put on your finest um, dockers. You put on your finest um, uh, button-down Hawaiian shirt. You know me. You know me too well. I know you well. I know you well. And I know you like to sit like this. Now, Are you going to ask me the price of the drink? Because I already read it in the article. So I kind of. No, 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 right. no, no. The price, the, it's not the price of the drink. Okay. The price is the bartender at the bar says, sir, would you like to know our drink special for the day? Their drink of the and week, if you will. Drink of the week. And you go, yes, I do want to know what the drink is. And he tells you it's the Velveeta infused vodka with some vermouth and whatever, shaken, not stirred, with some stuffed olives with Velveeta cheese. And you're like, how much are you going to pay me to drink that? <laughs> what is the dollar value that he has to say to get you to say, yeah, I'll try that drink? I'm going to need, I'm probably going to need a hundred bucks. To drink this hundred bucks. Okay. Here's the other question. Will you take a, um, uh, an Amazon gift card or does it have to be cold cash? I would take an Amazon gift card. You would take an Amazon gift card. What about a, um, uh, a visa gift card? Is there a charge for using the gift card that would devalue the face value of the card? $4 and 95 cents. Every time you swipe, then I'm going to pass on that one. You're going to pass the Visa gift card. You take the Amazon gift card. And for $100, you would take this drink. Would you eat every olive? No, I hate olives to begin with. I can't imagine. Um, I would I would, uh, I would, would like them stuffed with Velveeta. Would you accept 1 million shares of labor <laughs> smart stock? God is damn, thing market worth- open where I can unload them immediately before they devalue? Stock is so worthless. You know, I dropped about twenty eight hundred dollars on labor smart stock. Right with it. That was a fun time during the. Uh, um, that was a fun time during the pandemic. But goddamn, do I wish I had that money back? Yes, Allie loves the martinis. She loves cheese. This looks disgusting. And Johanna says yes, Billy. Exactly. Um, so um, this drink that is, is our selling. It's selling for fifteen dollars, Brian. If you, are, bad. if you are unable to make it to one of the uh, BLT steak locations, they have also partnered with Gold Belly, uh, the website that ships unique food items around the world. Unique um, New York. And you can get uh, a, a box that comes with the recipe card, Velveeta merchandise, two martini glasses, a gold cocktail shaker, an olive jar, a carton of Velveeta jumbo, she- uh, jumbo shells and cheese, and their cheese sauce to infuse the vodka. That box will set you back $50. But if you're not already uh, placed an order for it, you're too late because it is sold out and Gold Belly is currently taking a wait list for the Velveeta Martini box for two. That's, that is such a statement about America. For the <laughs> Velveeta Martini sold out. I'm looking at, I mean, I'm like, I was like, this would be a nice, you know, I've already, we already got you, you know, your, your birthday gift, obviously, but maybe for Hanukkah to give you the, uh, the, the Velveeta Martini box for two. But now I'm going to have to get on the wait list and see if I can actually get it for you. That's disgusting. 
That's disgusting. That's America. Um, That's disgusting. <laughs> let's stick with the uh, let's stick with kind of the the fast garbage food uh, genre. A Taco Bell manager in Texas uh, poured boiling water on a woman and a girl who asked for their incorrect order to be remade, uh, according to a lawsuit uh, filed last week. Uh, the lawsuit funny, seeks channel. damages in excess of $1 million. One million. After Brittany Davis and a girl identified as CT um, stopped at uh, Taco Bell in Dallas on June 13th, um, they uh, had a $31 order, which is huge for, for Taco Bell standards. Um, they had asked for it to be corrected. Um, instead of simply correcting the order, a Taco Bell employee threatened to fight the child. Uh, and then the Taco Bell store manager violently and without warning poured a bucket of boiling water over the child and Brittany's heads, shoulder, breasts, and legs, causing excruciating second and third degree burns on their bodies. Uh, that's terrible. Also, <laughs> by the way, if you um, if you if you search Anne Frank memes, don't. Why would you do that? <laughs> Why would it, you do it's, that it's the way my brain works. I'm going to tell you something. It gets dark. It gets real dark. Um, World Hide and Seek Championships semifinalists. Um, I'll keep going. I mean, no, are, please are, don't. Are, what? <laughs> There's never been a better time to use this one time. This got to stop. All right. What else do we have here? Oh, there was the uh, the story of the military scientist who duped a contractor into hiring a prostitute at an Air Force base. Um, this was a, a senior U.S. military scientist working on an advanced propulsion technology, uh, Dr. James Gord. Uh, he died last September due to unspecified causes, uh, but uh, allegedly paid the 32-year-old sex worker $400 an hour for her services using a government charge card. Um, according to federal investigators, Gord convinced Sukesh Roy, uh, chief executive of Spectral Energies, uh, a contractor based at the Wright-Patterson Air Force Base near Dayton, Ohio, uh, that has received millions of dollars in funding uh, to hire the woman back in 2017. Now, this is the part that I find truly, truly um, fascinating. Um, is, uh, how do I put it bondly? Um, is that I, I can't really blame the guy. But here is here is the interesting part, Brian. Yeah. is she wasn't hired as a prostitute. No, 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 no. She was hired as a, as a as an administrative assistant. Correct. And worked there for a year despite having no ability to do any administrative tasks like type up memos, send emails, um draft a, a, a professional language or do spreadsheets and she lasted a year before she was fired. So that's after, when you know, that's when you know that you need to have, you should be working a government job. Right. Uh, and so Roy uh, confronted Gord about this after a year of this woman, not really being able to do the job well. And, and Gord confessed that she was a prostitute. Uh, he met in Cincinnati um, and uh, he had, he revealed an Excel spreadsheet that he kept on his government laptop with details of sex workers he engaged with during official trips around the country. 
Ron, let me ask you a question here. We know that you do a lot of business traveling, correct? (laughs) I do, yes. We know that you're in a relatively, and this is the one that I find most ironic, you are in a relatively senior role in the organization that you work in. I imagine that you have um, several uh, uh, direct reports um, underneath you if we were to draw up an org chart. Sure. My question to you is, at what level do you become so brazen as to attempt to put a prostitute that you have um, uh, obviously, uh, you know, uh, uh, used the services of? At what point do you become so brazen that you're going to try to put her on payroll in the hopes and somehow belief that this is not going to be picked up by anybody? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not exactly sure. I mean, apparently it wasn't even a secret because uh, other scientists um, from the Air Force Research Laboratory um, were actually paying her for sexual favors while she worked um, in this administrative uh, assistant capacity. Uh, one scientist paid the woman approximately twenty thousand dollars a year to clean his residence in the nude and then perform oral sex on him. Hold up. You're telling me that while she was working this job, she continued to be a prostitute for multiple people? Yes. Question. Another one. Um, How well do you think she actually cleans? Uh, That I don't know. Like, are we talking about like, you know, like Swiffer wet jet level of cleaning? (laughs) Or are we talking like hands and knees with a bucket and a sponge make it doing like wax off, wax on um, karate kid movements. Like what are you talking about? I picture here? it to be a, just a very surface clean. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a deep clean. All right. Now the question is now in terms of the, uh, of her efforts, do you think that she is making up for the lack of effort on the cleaning side by putting in a lot more effort on the um, uh, paid sex side? Or do you think she's also putting in a lack of effort because she has this well-paying government day job? I'm not sure. But what, what is also shocking, Brian, is two weeks prior to uh, when they were going to fire her, she resigned to take a job at Spectral Energy's main competitor, Innovative Scientific Solutions Incorporated. So she got another job. She got another job. She was not apparently qualified for the job she had, but managed to parlay that into a a similar job with this company's main competitor. So she found the guy that was going to pay her 20,000 a year and was not going to (laughs) ask her to clean his apartment, but was just strictly going to sit there and say, I'll just take the oral sex. Uh, Apparently. So, um, so now, um, now there is a warrant uh, out uh, trying to access her email accounts. Um, she is uh, being investigated on charges of prostitution near military and naval establishments and false, fictitious, or fraudulent claims. So she's going to catch some charges now, Brian. Why? What did she do that was wrong? I mean, well, the prostitution, number one. And um, I guess maybe she was fraudulent in. Uh, well, she was supposed to. Pro- she was supposed to provide college transcripts because the, the re- one of the requirements of the job was to be a college oh. graduate. She never provided. She stated she was never provided college transcripts. Never provided a lot of the backup that was required. Well, I mean, so she I was feel she, she she probably you know uh, had a little fraud. Light Why fraud. are you? Hold on, hold on. Excuse me, Ron. We yeah. are a woke show. We are woke. <laughs> So I will not accept, yes, exactly. This sounds like the sequel to Pretty Woman. 
I'd watch it. Now, um, here, this is the part that, that offends me, is your assumption that because she's a sex worker, that she does not have a college degree. Um, Ron, sex workers are, um, they come from all walks of life. They are, um, they're not necessarily all meth heads. Maybe that's what you get in Morgantown, Pennsylvania, when you, 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 you leave the wife and you go down to Morgantown, and you're drinking your Velveeta martinis and you're just banging hookers in your room left and right. Um, well, after they clean, you know, maybe that maybe that's who you're hiring. But I'm going to tell you something. There are sex workers in America with college degrees. Um, are, how quickly have we forgotten um, our recent after dark story where there was a, a Manhattan doctor um, who uh, was, a, a, you know, a millionaire who's um, who received a 200 page document that said that his wife was pro- was a former escort and still prostituted throughout their marriage. And he was divorcing her. We we had that story a while ago. We did. He yeah. was an educated woman, um, simply because you are uh, exchanging, you know, sexual favors for um, for money does not mean you are um, uneducated. And I'm really offended um, that at the 52 minute mark of this episode, you would decide to just drop the wokeness um, uh, uh, charade that you have put on for years. And well, decided, I, think it was, uh, I think it was more the case of her just not being able to provide her college transcripts. Oh, so you're saying this particular sex worker had, yes. had absolutely no education. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, was apologize. Not, I, was not, uh, I was not casting aspersions on the industry as a whole. Uh, Matt, just, if you, Matt, Matt, if you're listening right now, put an edit right there. Please <laughs> um, go back, rewind, take out the last couple minutes where I accuse Ron of, um, of making assumptions. He actually had the uh, facts in front of him. Um, I don't want to look bad, so please um, do not embarrass me in public, Matt. Thank what you else very we have much. This week, Brian, before we're we're running up on close to an hour, what else would well, you like to talk about? Can we talk about the Trevor Project? Of course, we can. Yes, um, I have to humbly acknowledge the fact that uh, on our uh, last After Dark, uh, prior to to being away for the weekend, uh, we had "Can You Beat Ron." And uh, Janelle uh, came up came up big where it counted. You know, it was uh, we we tied at the end of the ten questions, uh, and she knocked me off in the tiebreaker. So as always, uh, we donate uh, twenty five dollars to the charity of the winner's choice. And Janelle chose the Trevor Project. Brian, what is the Trevor Project? The Trevor Project, um, it is a, uh, um, it is a society. I honestly don't know. I've got the um, link right here, but I forgot to click it. God damn it, Ron! Why would you do that to me? Well, because you also put the note in the uh, in the notes of the uh, of the show. Yeah, but I, I I cut and paste the wrong. It is a support center um, that provides support to LGBTQ. Um, youth throughout the country, albeit whether in person or over the telephone, via email, uh, social media. Um, what it does is, pre- is is creates a safe space for LGBTQ youth to support them in their community as well as within the LGBTQ community. Um, it uh, you know for you know many LGBTQ youth cannot celebrate Pride openly, so therefore they are able to reach out to the Trevor Project at any moment in any type of crisis they are feeling, so that they can understand that they are loved, accepted, and supported by a strong community nationwide. Um, Janelle, congratulations on beating Ron, and congratulations on picking a great um, uh, charity. Um, Twenty five dollars was um, donated. 
um, in your honor to the Trevor Project, hopefully um, just by simply asking some questions. And, and um, uh, clearly, uh, you know, we, we it was the Can You Beat Ron for June, slightly delayed. Um, a lot of people were complaining, but it was because my father passed away and I got distracted. So, you know, I, I thought a little people could have shown me a little bit more uh, understanding, but that's okay, Billy. Yeah. Um, if you want to, if, if, you know, he's a stickler and, you know, I will be back on schedule next Sunday where we will have Can You Beat Ron? during our um, after show uh, Patreon. And let's also, uh, if we can also, uh, a little applause for Johanna, also put up uh, a very strong showing in Can You Beat Ron? And uh, Billy, well, Billy attended, so. And you know who did not put up a strong showing in Can You Beat Ron? Who's that? Ron. (laughs) Well, you could argue that, yes. I mean, we a tiebreaker. There's There's no shame in that. There is shame because it's called Can You Beat Ron? Can you beat Ron is the name of the game. So therefore Ron should win. Um, speaking of shame um, and Pennsylvania. Yes. Uh, I believe we do need to address um, what has been going on at Sesame Place right outside of Allentown, Pennsylvania. Uh, in the suburbs of Philadelphia, actually. Sesame Place is down by Philly? Uh, well, it's, yeah, it's, it's literally like, 15 minutes from my from where I am. I had no idea. Why have, why have we never gone? Well, because it's a kid's uh, theme park. That would be a little weird. I'll take three Viagra, and you and I can just go. We'll leave the ladies at home, and we will have a great time. So, yes, yeah, some video went viral this past week. Um, they do a, a parade of the characters towards the end of the day, and the video... Uh, would appear to show uh, who the whatever employee was in the costume for Rosalita uh, high-fiving someone in the crowd and then seemingly uh, ignoring uh, two uh, young black girls that were attending the parade. So we've got the No children, you do not get to uh, high-five Rosalita. I don't even understand that. That is so racist. It doesn't, like, I, it, like... The fact that he would high five a white girl and then just wave off the black, I, just I, I mean, I, it's not even. There's no way for me to even pretend to find the funny here. That's so just according uh, to the theme park. What was happening is apparently someone in the crowd was uh, was yelling to Rosalita to see if Rosalita would hold their child on the parade route while they took a uh, took a photo, and so that was what the waving of no was for, and saying that inadvertently looked like, you know, the the character was shunning the children. Rosalita, is that a reference to the Bruce Springsteen song off of um, Born to Run? Well, I believe, because not a lot of people know this, uh, back in the early days, uh, Bruce Springsteen uh, was a furry. And, and so racist. He, and, well, and, that, and he so was he, a racist. And he was he was dating uh, someone who, who wore her, uh, her Rosalita costume uh, 24-7. So... And, and great point by Ali. I was just about to say uh, the park was like, no, you know, we're very inclusive here to which I think there is now roughly a three minute cut of, uh, of videos that uh, minority parents have taken at Sesame Place um, showing characters ignoring uh, uh, minority children in the park. Oddly, that video has been uploaded to Pornhub. Um, where uh, racist racist MAGA supporters have uh, masturbated watching uh, minority children being rejected 
uh, by signs of affection from uh, Sesame Place characters. I, I wasn't sure where you were going to go with that. Listen, we all know, Ron, that you are a, a supporter of the furry community. We know that you have experiences. You've spoken about it in the past. Um, it's only a matter of time before you leave your wife and um, join the furry community. Uh, I just feel that comments like that are you just trying to be a shock jock. Hmm. Find that quite ironic coming from you of all people. Well, there you go. Um, speaking of uh, uncomfortable conversations, Ricky Martin um, was uh, Viva La. What, what was his song? It wasn't Viva Living, Living La Vida Loca. Living La Vida Loca. So he was uh, he was for a short period of time um, going to have to appear in court uh, to defend himself against accusations of incest. Uh, coming from his 21-year-old nephew. Yes. Um, that story came out, and then a couple of days later, I mean, literally like a day or two afterwards, uh, it came out um, and that the the uh, the nephew recanted the charges. What's your take on this? Um, it's, uh, I don't know, it's very... Uh, while you want to believe that maybe they're, they're they're saying the cousin has mental health issues, and that is which what makes him all the more. Let's 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 be brutally honest, and and I feel like I'm cutting you off, and I apologize in That's advance. Right. But you know, let's be brutally honest. But we know for a fact that um, people with mental health issues are crazy in bed. I, I, apparently, I mean that's you. That's not me. That's you. <sighs> That's but also that's also why I've been divorced twice, right? I think the other the the more important thing is, you know, uh, people mm -hmm. with mental health issues also find themselves being taken advantage of by other people very often. So my yes. question would be: Is this a case of him making up false charges because of his mental illness, or is this a case of Ricky Martin having taken advantage of him due to his mental illness and then using the same mental illness to? get out of these charges. All right, Ron, you're asking questions, but I want answers. What does Ron think is going on here? I know what I think is going on and I'm going, but I would actually like, and you're, you normally take the high road. You normally like to take a position of objectivity. Right. I don't like to, you, you rarely give an opinion unless your flight has been canceled. But what do you think is going on here? Do you think there was a um, illicit relationship between Ricky Martin and his nephew? Or do you believe that this is the work of a mentally ill person um, going after a family member who has a lot of money? I, uh, I feel there was there's something there. Maybe not a relationship, but I feel that there was something inappropriate going on there. Okay. Interesting. Your take, Brian? Um, I think there was definitely something there. I absolutely would believe that there was a relationship there. I think the dead giveaway is that a couple of days before um, the announcement was made, there was a uh, press release from a lawsuit, if I'm not correct, from Ricky Martin's manager saying that they had um, uh, that they were owed uh, multi millions of dollars yes. um, for um, career saving. Um, uh, work that they had done 
in a lawsuit that would have basically ended Ricky's career. Um, within days of that lawsuit, suddenly um, his nephew files a lawsuit against him saying um, that Ricky not only had an incestuous um, sexual relationship with him, but that he broke it off from Ricky and Ricky did not handle it well and showed up to his house um, and harassed him. Um, then suddenly, uh, within a week of that lawsuit being filed, um, the nephew um, withdraws the lawsuit, um, uh, basically saying that any claims of, of a relationship between he and Ricky Martin are not correct um, or were not accurate and did not take place. However, um, it just feels like Ricky paid a, a very large amount to silence some people that were very close to him. For people that have watched the recent documentary on Menudo, um, I think that you can understand, I believe it's on HBO, um, called Menudo Forever Young. Hmm. Um, and uh, there are um, a lot of stories of some of the members of Menudo that were sexually abused. And we know that sexual abuse is a cycle, especially, I mean, when you talk to the residents of Morgantown, Pennsylvania, you know that it is a vicious cycle and one so difficult to break that it is um, quite often that hotel executives go down to Morgantown, Pennsylvania with this specific desire to take advantage of those who have been abused um, earlier in their life. Um, and the cycle continues. Vicious cycle. Vicious. Uh, important question for you, Brian, before we uh, wrap up here tonight. What are you watching? The Peking Fucking Blind Guys. I'm up to season three right now. Are you? Um, I am binge watching it, and it is all I'm going to be watching. Um, I'm not watching HBO Max. I'm not watching a Amazon Prime. I'm watching nothing on Disney+. Plus. I'm watching a zero on Hulu. I'm all about catching up and um, completing the Peaky... Are they done with Peaky Blinders? Or there's one I more believe season? so. I believe the final season is airing or has aired, but I don't know. I'm not... I'm going not to... I will it. finish this show. I'm all about the Peaky Blinders. Nice. All right. Very good. By the way... Um, this is offensive to me. This is genuinely offensive that um, Janelle believes that I am hammered. Far from the truth. Absolutely sober. See the trick? There was no tea in here. I've been uh, sipping an empty glass. There you go. So I started. Ron. Watching, yes. Ron. Yes. What are you watching? I started watching. I watched the first three episodes of the uh, <clears throat> DB Cooper uh, docu series. On... Where is DB Cooper? Exactly. Um, yeah, it's all right. You know, it seems to have turned less about DB Cooper and more about the people that have been trying to hunt down DB Cooper. So it was, it was okay. Um, one thing I did watch on the flight back, uh, it's a movie that's been out for a few years now. I watched Vice, the, uh, Dick Cheney movie with Tim yes. Bale, uh, based on a recommendation, uh, by the Jardies. Have you seen Vice yet, Brian? Funny you mention it. I downloaded on my iPad to watch and I'm um, not realizing I was going to be on the red eye and needed to sleep. So I did not get to vice, but it is on my, uh, 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 my iPad. Need to An watch excellent it. movie. Um, again, uh, you know, Christian Bale, magnificent, but also sure. just, I think it really uh, shows that uh, politics have, uh, has been shitty for such a long time. Like it, it really yeah. digs into when, 
you know, Cheney was part of the uh, the Ford administration back in the late 70s. And he was, you know, even back then, he was a big proponent of this concept that the president can, in theory, break no laws because he's the president. Like it, right. you know, everybody's like, oh, you know, Trump just thinks he can do everything. Well, that, that concept has been around for 50 or 60 years. But to see how, you know, a lot of things have tied together even back in the last 50 years, um, highly recommended. If you haven't seen it. Really? Uh, okay. I do want to watch it. I do want to watch it. And also uh, The Dropout on Hulu, uh, the story of uh, Elizabeth, uh, who is the Theranos woman? Oh, Elizabeth um, uh, Holmes. Yes. Also an excellent series. So I would recommend you catch that as well. Okay. Thank you. Uh, I will take that. Um, I find that story utterly fascinating only because it really seems to be um, one of the first um, stories, at least in recent age, that I've I've been aware of where a female um, was the um, uh, uh, scammer, I guess, for lack of a better phrase. Right. And uh, very did very well at it. I mean, scammed millions and millions of dollars and uh, is currently uh, waiting sentencing because of it. Mm, interesting. Hopefully she burns in hell right next to <laughs> Bernie Madoff and whomever um, had a sexual relationship with Ricky Martin's son, um, that she should also burn in hell with um, the people who uh, posted that Anne Frank meme, that she also burns in hell with the people that stormed the Capitol on January 6th, um, that she burnt, that um, she joins the resistance. got to stop. All right, Brian, anything else before we wrap up and roll on out of here and get ready for tonight's episode of After Dark? I'm going to say this to you. Um, This has been a special episode. I want to say that um, a true sign of appreciation for everybody that has joined us. Um, For those who are watching and are like, no, 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 no. Don't end now. Um, I, I was just getting warmed up. How can I get more? Please don't cut me off. Um, A slight reminder that in about 20 minutes, Ron and I are going to continue to do um, uh, live material, um, but it's behind the paywall. Um, It's it's stuff that's not quite right for the whole family. Um, If we were watching an episode of um, Urkel, what was the... Family Matters. If we were doing the show for Family Matters, this wasn't a show for Carl Weathers. This is going to be purely for Urkel. That's that's the material we're going to be doing during our After Dark. Um, it wasn't Carl Weathers. Who was the um, the guy in Family Matters? Uh, I'm all over the place. I don't know. He was the guy in Die Hard, though, also. Who loved Twinkies, by the way. He did, yes. All right. So if you have not jo- – Carl Winslow, I knew I was close – I knew I was close. So if you have not joined our Patreon, go to the Ron and Brian podcast.com, click in the link in the upper right, help out the show. Um, we, we, we do an hour right now. We're at the hour and 10 mark every Sunday. We do an hour for free for everybody on this planet, I believe. And I do not want to speak out of turn. Um, in the next couple of weeks, YouTube has promised us that they will be broadcasting um, into outer space so um, throughout the, the galaxy, people will be able to um, watch 
um, aliens of all different types will be able to watch the Ron and Brian podcast. But there are costs associated with it. Ron and I have um, have basically said, listen, no matter what happens, we are going to go out of pocket. We will ensure that the show stays free for all people downtrodden, for those sex workers who don't have college degrees, for those minority children at Sesame Place who are being rejected by um, furries walking um, down main roads and parades. Um, we will not reject those children. We will not. Re- we will educate the sex workers of America. Um, we will do the show. Um, however, if there, if you do want to help out the show, join our Patreon for as little as ten dollars a month. You can help us out, um, offset some of the costs that we associate with um, this show. If you think that these great graphics that are running behind us are um, free, they are not. Um, help me pay for my electric my electric bill during these hard summer months. I've got an air conditioner just feet away, plugged in raring to go, but Ron says it's too loud and therefore I can't have it on during the podcast. So I'm just a sweaty, shiny mess. See this shine? The shine. The shine is because I'm warm and Ron will not let me keep my air conditioner on. And that is not correct. So help me pay my electricity bill. Um, join our Patreon. Ron, do you have any um, last words for us? Just real quick. Um, the XFL announced their list of cities for their upcoming season. Philly, New York, Philly, New York and Philadelphia snubbed. It's DC, Orlando, St. Louis, Las Vegas, Arlington, Texas, Houston, Texas, San Antonio, Texas. Texas gets three XFL teams and Seattle. Our hopes of going to an XFL game uh, next season hurt significantly. But you're telling me DC, which is on the Amtrak um, Acela line. Could make a little trip. So, well, let's make a trip over to After Dark and get ready to entertain those folks. Uh, entertain? Are we going to entertain those, those folks? Uh, entertain them. Uh, so we're going to roll out of here. Anything Listen, else, Brian? Ed, we, Ron, we know that entertain is a difficult word for you. We know that yesterday is a yesterday difficult is word. Yesterday is a difficult word. Entertain is a difficult word. Well, it's difficult to end this show, but we're going to do this right now. Thank you all for joining us. We will catch you again next week. Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. You can find prior episodes, links to our social media, and everything else Ron and Brian at ronandbrianpodcast.com. See you again next week.